interested in my American relatives, let alone distant kin in Israel. Uncle, the oranges, and the aerograms lodged in my mind. Everything else washed over me and kept on going. But now that I'd opened a line to Shimon, I was curious, more than curious, beguiled, as Alice Munro described herself when she began rifling around in the past in search of her own family story for her autobiographical collection, The View from Castle Rock. I began peppering Shimon with emails, and bit by bit the story emerged. Shimon explained that the reason I have relatives in Israel is that his parents, Chaim and Sonia, both of whom were first cousins of my grandfather, made Aliyah literally ascent to Palestine in 1924 and 1932, respectively. Chaim and Sonia could have gone to New York like my grandfather Sam and his sister Idle and their siblings and parents, gotten hired by maiden form or the wholesale business, flatware and small appliances, that Sam and his two brothers ran, pulled down a tidy salary, and moved to the suburbs. But instead, they chose the Holy Land. They were young, wildly idealistic Zionist pioneers. Halutzim is the Hebrew word bent on reclaiming the land through the conquest of labor. In the 1920s, Chaim and his comrades tried to farm a parched, rocky slope in the mountains above the Sea of Galilee, and later helped found a cooperative agricultural village north of Tel Aviv. Sonia ran the family farm, raised four children, set a sumptuous table any Jewish mother would be proud of. Together they suffered malaria, poverty, an unforgiving climate, the hostility of Arab neighbors, and decades of relentless toil. And they survived to witness the violent birth of a new nation. In photos Shimon sent me, the young Chaim and Sonia look as tan, gorgeous, and happy as movie stars. So, no, Stalin's willing executioner does not hang on our family tree. Instead, through Sonia and Chaim, we have a stake in the story of Israel. But there's more. The mysterious uncle turned out to be Sonia's father, Shalom Tzvi Kaganovich. He was, by all accounts, a loving, sweet-tempered man who, together with his pious wife Bela, my grandfather's aunt, ran a mildly prosperous leather shop and factory in a small village near Minsk. When Sonia went to Palestine in 1932, Shalom Tzvi and Bela remained behind with their two other daughters, sons-in-law, and grandchildren. The parents and sisters worried constantly that Sonia would be lonely, or hungry, or hot, or poor, or forced to eat non-kosher food, or taken advantage of by Randy Halutzim. The terrible irony, of course, is that nine years later, all of them were imprisoned by the Nazis, all except Shalom Tzvi, who by chance had come to visit the family in New York in July 1939, two months before the Second World War began, and thus escaped the catastrophe. As a child writing aerograms to my grandparents in Israel, I knew about the Holocaust, but somehow it never occurred to me that the Holocaust had anything to do with my family. I dimly recall hearing that Uncle's family was trapped in Europe after he had come to the United States in 1939. Yet I never asked what happened to them, never wondered about why they had stayed and suffered while the others emigrated and prospered. Though they were my grandfather's aunt and first cousins, I never heard him mention any of their names. Two clicks on a website conjured their photos onto my computer screen. These relatives I never knew I had. 
Why was the name of the wicked Lazar Kaganovich batted around at family gatherings, but never a mention of Doba, Edel, Shabtai, Kost? I took it for granted, as I studied the photos, that I would never learn anything more about them. What they experienced under the Nazis, I assumed, had been erased. I was wrong on all counts. Two years of research and travel to our towns and cities in Belarus and Lithuania have yielded staggering discoveries. I thought I knew about the Holocaust, or Shoah, catastrophe, as it is called in Hebrew. But my knowledge was made of clichés and blind horror. I thought I knew about my family, but I discovered that I knew almost nothing. My grandparents and great-grandparents came to America to escape the ethnic and religious hatred that had poisoned Jewish life in Eastern Europe for centuries, and I had always assumed they succeeded. They did well in America. We, their